0: kids back in school, leaves change color and cover the ground and the fall and winter holidays are just over the horizon. Celebrate the season with us every day. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song Put a smile upon you If there's nothing wrong Think about a good time had a long time ago Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song.
1: We are the sunshine of your life. Isn't there a song like that, Bob, But we are the sunshine of
2: your life? It's I think something. that would be uh, Stevie Wonder. All
1: right, so that's us. We are the sunshine of your life. No matter what it's doing outside, we're bringing sunshine inside here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 9.09, almost 9.10, as a matter of fact, here on our Thursday morning edition. Temperature rising a tiny bit. We're at uh, 30 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 26 at the Highlands, 23 at the weather station in my backyard in Elm Grove and 28 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, Still a very cold and chilly morning. Uh, It was frosty when uh, Bob and I got up and got things going. Had to actually, well, I didn't scrape the car because I turned it on and let it scrape itself, so to speak. But uh, uh, there was real, first time there was actual frost out there this morning. So Uh, If you have not yet had a chance to look at your car, you might still see some frost on there. The sun, when it gets up, might deal with it. Uh, Sunny with a high around 47 (laughs) is what we are looking for today. Shane Stack, this is really good. What did you bring me here? Some sort of solid
3: caramel decaf latte. Wow, it's good.
1: This is good. Nothing but the best
4: for the emperor, right? (laughs) We don't
1: want to get you too cranked up. Uh, Well, decaf, you know, (laughs) give me the caffeine. Next thing you know, I'll be dancing around the studio. And you don't want to see that. so no, no. <laughs> We'll pass on that one. You line, don't want to see me dance either. <laughs> but uh, it's really good. I like this. Good, uh, good, it was good. Salted. Salted caramel. Salted caramel. I have to remember yeah, that. It's okay. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Shane Stack and uh, Jim Frio are here from Cleverly Enough Free and Stack Auction Service. Good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. Good to see you. Always good to see you guys both. And um, um Jim, can you teach me to be an auctioneer? I mean, I don't mean right now, but you I mean, know what? You do
4: a pretty good job yourself. I've heard you a time or two, and uh, yeah, you fit the category.
1: You know, you you uh, I don't say late in life, but you weren't always an auctioneer. You you had to kind of figure out how to do it, right? No,
4: I got into it uh, I think in my thirties, and uh, and here we are. Did here you? We like, are. I'm
1: serious. Do you like? Did you go a school for it, or there there
4: is a school, but uh, very few went when I got into it in the early '80s. Uh, now it's advised and. Uh, Yep. yep. He, uh, you, and, and, it's not it's not necessary, let's put it that way.
1: Key thing is what, to be able to learn to speak fast and not trip over your own tongue, I guess, right?
4: Uh, trip over your tongue. Just go ahead with it. <laughs>
1: just yeah, go ahead and trip be over be right. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Trip> <laughs> over we we it. butcher
4: the, Engli- the English uh, language, that's for sure.
1: Shane, I don't know that yeah. I've seen you be an auctioneer. Are you an auctioneer? Do uh, you actually? Hey, name, hey, name, how many, I absolutely. if I have to, absolutely.
3: Yeah? It, it doesn't happen very often, especially now with the online auctions. They're just... Uh, not a big need for it except for this Saturday.
1: And you do a couple of almost like the public service auctions. I mean, like the Chef's right. I don't know if you did this year. Sure. but mm-hmm. every you know, year with the Chef's Auction. There's a performance it, aspect to that. It's not just an auction. There's a performance aspect to
4: yeah, it. Yeah, but the, the kind of auction we have Saturday, though, Howard, uh, the guys need to go there, listen to them run, inspect them well. So these uh, naturally will continue to do live auctions, but we're still on the Internet. Uh, Shane's handling Including in this the, one, right? Oh yes, uh, in the auction right now, the bidding is live and it's spirited. Uh, so pe- I, I check it the last few mornings, and uh, yeah, the the bids are sin- significant. That's for sure.
1: Bob and I have been talking about this the last couple of weeks, and you got all, you got cars, SUVs, trucks. Um, Heck, we got paddle boats this year. Paddle boats? You got paddle yeah, boats? Absolutely. If you need one, we've got them. What am I going to do with a paddle boat?
3: Well, build a pond.
1: Okay. Oh, well, all right. I guess so. Can I take it down to the creek? I guess I could do yeah, something with it. Absolutely. I wanted to talk about that. So we have been talking about the vehicles, uh, and we can get back and do that in a minute. But, I mean, for people who are looking for a car, truck, SUV, this is a pl- place to go and look. Absolutely. And Jim, as you point out, I-, I said earlier, this is the kind of thing I can't imagine. I, I kind of get the online auction concept. But I would think if you're buying a vehicle, you want to, if not literally, figuratively kick the tires.
4: You know what? You should. But uh, ironically, last year, uh, I'm sure Shane remembers, we had a guy in Philadelphia online that paid more for an ambulance, a used ambulance, than we've ever, ever got.
1: Uh, crazy price. And he, never crazy price and
4: he never saw And he never
1: saw well i'm curious uh was he like a volunteer fire department he was a dealer yeah uh
4: in philadelphia that happened to see this on the internet caught it at the last minute and ended up spending twenty five thousand more than the one we just sold when wow. we were so lucky to catch him uh he caught us and uh was able to accept his bidding and
1: you, you get, I would assume, in an auction like this in particular, sort of a couple of different niches. You mentioned collectors, maybe, I suppose people online or in person who maybe have a particular type of vehicle they like or they look for.
4: Yeah, this is more than a, a desire than a need. These auctions here, do I need a vehicle? It's not a desire. We don't collect vehicles per se. Yep. Those types anyway. So what that is is a is a need for it more than a desire.
2: You gave me a memory, Jimmy. Remember when we sold out Foggy Bottom and we did the hearse? Remember the the reaction
4: <laughs> oh, and the, goodness, the, that that yeah, brought? Yeah,
2: that was a good thing. We sold that twice, Bob. So that was kind
4: of nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always good. Hey, when and we never can sell never got twice. the final ride in the thing either. So that's a really good.
3: You know, this auction Saturday, Howard. It's a good opportunity if you need a car to ride around town in point A to point B. The city of Wheeling, Tony and the guys out at the garage. They do a heck of a job with their maintenance program out there. So if it's if it's one of the City of Wheeling vehicles, it's a good opportunity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So th- these are vehicles uh, from the City of Wheeling, uh, the Ohio County Commission, uh, vehicles they've been using and are now getting rid of and moving on to newer ones. Sure. sure. And
4: it's time, mostly. It's not uh, they have problems. Or it's they're not they're broken it's, down. It's, and it's time yeah. to, yeah, move on and get another
1: one. I, they probably have, if not policies, at least a general a general idea, you know, we're going to use this for X number of miles or X number of years, right. and we'll get something right. new. absolutely move right. it out of service. So, uh, and I know Bob's talked about it. his son has gotten a, a vehicle last year that he's using. So,
2: good deal and a great vehicle.
1: So, it is a place where people can get and the driving around town kind of car, but uh, again, maybe some I guess some auction, some uh, uh, collectors out there too.
3: Yeah, I mean, we've got that need. It's a 1968 <laughs> International Texaco fuel tanker truck. From up at the airport. It looks like a giant matchbox tanker truck. It's got the Texaco (laughs) on the side.
4: Here's Uh, the key point. It's got 1,300 miles and has never left the airport. Really? (laughs) 1,300 miles.
1: 1,300? Exactly. Wow. Yes. They basically drove it up there in 68 and uh, it it didn't go very far. It's been there ever
4: since. (laughs) What they do, they pull it out of the hangar, fill the airplanes up with the jet fuel.
5: And that's it. And it's
4: used for jet fuel. And that's it. So, uh. You've got a new used 1968 tanker truck. Uh, you'll get attention going down the road. That's what what, I'm thinking. what it looks like to me hard, you could use this as fit a great movie prop. A great ah, movie okay. prop.
1: You know, there there are a couple things here that I that I thought would be kind of fun. You're looking for a vehicle? There you go. How about driving that down the road? Why not? Or you got snow plows or a street, street sweeper. sweeper? How about us I told Bob before I got the jeep. I said, "Yeah, get, get a street sweeper. <laughs> get a, get, might take him a while to get in here, but make, make a couple stops. Yeah, come on in. Bringing the bring street a whole sweeper. You've got side here, Bob." Would it fit in the parking spot out front, Bob, and a street sweeper?
2: I'd probably take up two
1: places, but, yeah, I can get in I there. Just, I thought that would be kind of neat. Now, one thing I didn't realize until no, I read the piece in the paper this week, Bob and I have been talking about the, the cars, the, the trucks, the SUVs, and so on, and the fun stuff like street sweepers. But um, you have items. So we talked about the City of Wheeling and Ohio County Commission, but you've got items from Ogilby Park, the, the park system as well, right? Sure,
3: absolutely. We've got a lot. You know, we, Jim and I in our business, we call it smalls, tables chairs, things like that from Ogilvy, some of the bigger stuff. We've got 13 pallets of black beauty sandblasting medium they had for a project up there, and I guess they just overbought, and, and they've got to get rid of it, and that's one of those items that won't be online. It'll just be live, just for the simple fact that we can offer it by the pallet, one up to 13, so if you're a small guy and you only need a pallet of it, come and get a
1: pallet of it. So a lot of this will be yeah. some different stuff. Yeah,
4: that's the same way. Uh, I think uh, Ogilby came up with two hundred chairs yesterday or the day before. Yeah. When the Shane,
1: yeah,
3: we've got two hundred so, banquet chairs. Oh,
4: and and you know what? Those are expensive because Shane and I have rented them for auctions, and they're about six dollars a day. Yeah, so I, that, you've that, got two hundred great banquet chairs that are uh, looking for a new home.
1: Uh, So that would be maybe somebody who has a restaurant or or a catering hall or something of that nature?
3: Absolutely. Somebody just getting off the ground, good place to come and buy some starter chairs for for your business. Another neat thing, we had sold out a bunch of the old pictures out of Wilson Lodge, what, two years ago, I think, Jim. Well, they found some more of them, and the ones I recognize, you might recognize them too, walking down the hall from the glassworks. They were really large like eight foot long pictures and they had hunting scenes and stuff on them okay. we're gonna have those there saturday if somebody wants a memory of ogleby park They're, they'll be
1: there that's that's kind of cool yeah well, that's kind of cool I, I read i think again i think in the paper You've got this big diesel generator. You know, we've had some power problems here occasionally. I'm wondering if maybe we could just get that big diesel generator. and Do you think the radio station, we could power that up with
4: it? I think it'd power the whole building. Yeah, it's, it's a huge
3: generator. <laughs> this thing came out of the water treatment plant oh, in Lord. Warwood, so it was big enough to power that facility <laughs> in an emergency. Yes,
4: and those are big motors in that water treatment plant. So it's got a CAD diesel engine in it, low hours. Because this thing was only used over the years in emergencies. So uh, it, most of its life, it's set there idle.
1: What do you say to some people? I mentioned, for example, maybe there's somebody opening up a business, a restaurant business or a catering business, and, and they're thinking about the chairs, for example, who say things like, well, I don't want to buy somebody else's troubles. I mean, these have got, you know, if they're on an auction, surely this is not, you know what well, I'm saying? You know, I mean, there's, I heard, a, there's an image in, there, I yeah. think. Well,
4: I don't know. They're, that's why you have the inspection, too. Uh, there's always that interest, but uh, for example, Parks Park is not going to give us a bunch of broken down chairs uh, right. t- that may somebody may get hurt and enter into a lawsuit. So these are these are good, usable items uh, throughout.
1: Throughout, Shane, there's a lot of work that goes into getting ready. It's not like just driving the vehicles down and pl- parking them at Claytor, right? Exactly, and this one is so much
3: different. You know, we're used to having. All the items in one spot, we can list it, picture it, do all that. When you've got items coming from four or five different places, it uh, it'll all come together Friday afternoon, and we'll be ready for Saturday morning.
0: <laughs> you
1: think you you mentioned you just got some chairs uh, Was the chairs thing yesterday or this? Yeah, week? yeah, and, and I mean, you got time. You think something else will pop up? Somebody else will bring something by or offer something for I, us? I don't think there's any
3: question. One thing that people might see, Ogilby was trying to make the decision yesterday. They have those big Duraflame, Duraflame fire starter logs you know, that come in the box that burn for like three yeah, hours yeah, yeah. that they used to use in the cabins. They probably have 200 boxes of those, and they don't use them anymore, and they couldn't decide whether or not they want to sell them. So, those might be there Saturday
1: morning. I was going to ask if you think they might have deer carcasses, but I, this is before, you're, we're, a t- we're a little too early. For jerky, that,
2: so. give them a couple of weeks; they'll be jerky. Up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that,
1: that, so that could be. That'll be at the next auction, maybe. I, I guess so. No, do do you guys ever? There. Do you guys ever bid on anything yourself? Or do, or do you ever?
4: Once in a great while, well. sure. Once in a great while.
1: Well. See anything this auction you really liked? No, thank God.
0: <laughs>
2: the answer to that is, let's ride out to Jimmy's garage, and uh, you'll say, uh, yeah, yeah, look, yeah.
4: What I, what I bought years ago, and we still have it at, at home, I, I bought a birdhouse, bird condominium. Really? And
1: a bird condominium? There must
4: be it's 20, huge. 30 birds living in this. Uh, it's huge. And it, it is. It's a condominium. I've had it for so long, it started falling apart, and last year I had it re- rebuilt. So, uh, yes, I do buy. And I bought a paddle boat years ago. Uh, had a ball with that. So and once are, in a while we do.
1: And you have yeah. paddle boats this year? We do. I
3: think we have six total. I think there's.
1: And these are the ones that were at it's the park? On Shank
3: Lake. Lake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's five, just regular two-person. And I think there's one four-person. It's a real long paddle boat. So if you've got a little farm pond or something, great opportunity it's to ideal. pick one up. Yeah. That could be a, a, a lawn decoration.
1: Yeah, yeah come I on Get, you know yeah. be a little creative there yeah, you know?
3: plant some flowers in it that's or something that's what i'm thinking. It could yeah, happen. put it
1: right over yeah. or well, well, you can bed all well, <laughs> righty <laughs> drop one off too yeah. <laughs> the auction is at 10 uh, but the inspection begins an hour earlier so people who want to uh, take a look around can do that at nine o'clock and we'll
3: be there before that so anybody that wants to come eight o'clock on We'll be there ready to go.
1: Absolutely. Uh, it is. I I think I said tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. It is uh, Saturday. 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 Uh, you do this at least once a year. Do you do it twice?
3: I, I, I know we've talked about it. Once a year at the most. It, at one point, I think it was every other year just because of the rotation of the vehicles. But now that we have OB Park <laughs> County Commission getting in on it almost every year, Pretty much have to do it once a year, just because of the the space it takes for vehicles.
1: And do you get? Do they start giving you uh, ideas of what they're going to have all throughout the year, or is it just one day they say, no. here, day. Are the, "Here, here's all the stuff we've got. Come get it."
4: One day we get the call and we go look, and uh, yeah. then it starts. It, it starts multiplying from there because you know the city does what they do, and Ogilvy does what they have to do day to day operations, and then they start looking and finding, and like yesterday, they come up with the chairs. Yeah, you know, yeah. we the, Good opportunity. Let's get rid of the chairs. The only problem we have with that is the advertising. Thank God we can put this online, but it's too late for any of the printed advertising.
1: The stuff that comes in. Yeah,
4: and we advertise regionally, not just in the Wheeling paper. We advertise regionally. And when you miss that print deadline, it used to be you just shot yourself in the foot. Uh, (laughs) Now, with the Internet, thank God you can still – Get the word out.
1: Yeah, this what's per- your percentage? In an auction like this, live versus internet? Overwhelmingly internet, or well, over-
4: this is internet? Yeah, uh, this 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 will be live bidding. Yeah, yeah but this is I, a
1: little. A, I'm what the, what's the percentage? Do you have
3: most of the uh, about 50-50? About 50% of the items are live online as well as live <laughs> that day, uh, but most of the vehicles and stuff are going to sell to folks that are there are to there. see it, yeah. hear it. Absolutely. All
1: right. Hey guys, I got to move on. I appreciate it. Saturday morning, ten o'clock is the auction. Inspection is at nine. Get yourself a snowplow or a paddle boat, and boy, your life will be. Hey, looking for something special for Christmas? We'll be there. You know, get your wife a paddle boat. Huh? <laughs> what do you, Bob, what do you think? Should I get Nancy a paddle boat? With that, uh... I
2: would look around. You might find something a little bit more that she would uh, okay. appreciate.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate, appreciate you. It. Thanks Thank a lot. Nine twenty-five on the Watchdog Morning Show.
6: You're gonna make a run, and you plan on having fun. The one place you should know:
0: Zombies Grab and Go.
2: We'd like to help.
0: Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Baron Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys!
6: See For Yourself is your local premier travel partner. We are passionate about crafting personalized itineraries that get you exactly where you want to go. We listen, we research your options, and then we deliver. Our clients rave about our customer service and our ability to find unheard of deals to the most popular destinations. But don't take our word for it. See For Yourself. Find See For Yourself on social media or online at seeforyourself.fun. That's C-S-E-A for yourself. F-U-N.
0: As his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
7: Satin sheets to lie on, satin pillows
6: to cry Twenty-eight.
1: it's the Watchdog Morning Show, Friday edition. Last hour, I talked to Brad McElhenney about the... Thursday edition.
2: What, what did I say? Seems like Friday. It-
1: I'm fine. Are you sure? I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. It's the uh, Thursday edition of the Watchdog Morning Show at 9.29 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, last hour, I talked to Brad McElhinney about the Southern Regional Jail lawsuit, big lawsuit pending in West Virginia, where material was found missing, deleted emails, uh, destroyed documents, and then suddenly they were found again. They were lost, but then they were found, and nobody know nothing about it. Coming up in a minute or two, we'll talk to Amelia Nicely from West Virginia Watch, who's going to talk about another big lawsuit. Where we have more missing emails, and the governor says, "No, hmm, well, not much of anything about it." We'll talk to Amelia coming up in a minute or two. But first, let's go to the news desk. And um, Taylor, uh, Taylor's here this morning, right?
8: Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the second. Crews responded to a structure fire in South Wheeling last night at 4515 Wetzel Street just before 7:30. Wheeling Public Information Officer Philip Stahl tells us the fire broke out in a living room of a trailer. No one was home at the time and there were no injuries. Stahl says firefighters were able to douse the flames quickly. The cause remains under investigation. Stay with 7 News for any updates. And two Chicago men are facing multiple charges in Jefferson County relating to drug trafficking and possession. 20 year old Sinquan J Dunn has been charged with 10 counts, including several felonies. He's accused of trafficking and possessing cocaine in a fentanyl related compound. 26 year old Thomas Cunningham has been charged with six counts. He is also alleged to have trafficked and possessed cocaine in a fentanyl related compound. The charges stem from drug arrests in August. And Tyler Carhut, a 27-year-old from Toronto, was indicted by the Jefferson County Grand Jury on Wednesday for several crimes. He is accused of shooting at police and leading them on a multi-state car chase in September. Some of the charges he faces are aggravated burglary, aggravated assault, and failure to comply with an officer. You can find more details and a full list of charges on our website, WTRF.com. And over to weird 10 per bros is opening their new location at 255 Saint Thomas Drive today and get this the first 100 people through the door will get free sandwiches for a year. Hungry fans can join the opening celebration tailgate which is already underway. Doors are set to open to the first 100 tailgaters around 10 this morning. In addition to all of that, there's going to be games prizes and even a DJ. The CEO of Pramani Bro says the company has been wanting to come to Weirton for years, and he says there's no better way to celebrate. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you.
4: When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or De Carlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Primanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging.
8: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit www.nationalguard.com WV for more information, or check out our Instagram or Facebook at we Guard West Virginia. Looking to buy or sell a home for a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the tri-state area for over 30 years? Contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale-Marshall County office at 304-281-5250.
0: The nights get cooler, trees shed their leaves, it's autumn in the Ohio Valley. Seasons may change, but you can always count on your morning news and information, plus good conversation, right here. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on the Watchdog Radio Network.
1: Pure love, baby it's pure 934 26 till the hour watchdog morning show it's a thursday if you weren't sure it was a thursday like i wasn't sure a few minutes ago i don't know why i said friday Uh, if you weren't sure it's a thursday you know it's thursday when you hear country music for our bumper music because every thursday is country music bumper music day here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Temperature, cold outside, 30 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 26 at the Highlands, 23 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 28 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It is going to be a sunny day when the clouds roll away, but it's a high only around 47 today, mid-50s for tomorrow and Saturday and closer to 60 on Sunday. The official forecast from Adam Fike, who sent it to me because – He's under the weather, Uh, and we will probably not talk to Adam again until maybe Monday morning uh, because he is recuperating. We talked last hour with Brad McElhenney from Metro News about the lawsuit involving the Southern Regional Jail um, and the conditions at the jail. Again, we begin with the conditions are just bad, inmate abuse, allegations, indeed, uh, uh, charges about that. Uh, Then we have claims of... of, um, Uh, inhumane conditions and so on at the jail. So the conditions themselves have become an issue. Then there's a lawsuit that was filed, a couple of them actually, and that lawsuit moving along. Then this week uh, we discovered some documents were missing, and then later in the week we discovered documents are found again. That's a huge issue in West Virginia. Now there's another big lawsuit, another big issue the state has been dealing with for quite some time now, and that's the issue of foster care. And if you've been following any of the coverage here and on Metro News uh, and elsewhere, uh, foster care problems abound in this state the foster care system is overwhelmed underpaid overworked um, and there's a lawsuit pending there as well amelia nicely from west virginia watch has been following the foster care problems in west virginia for quite some time and she is with us this morning amelia good morning thank you for joining me
6: good morning thanks for having me
1: so you this is a i don't want i don't know if this is near and dear to your heart or if this angers you have, but you've been following foster care for a while now
6: I have I mean, I think all of the above, but to be honest when i I started following it because of this lawsuit you mentioned, it wasn't something that was necessarily on my radar, but in twenty nineteen um, when West Virginia attorneys and national attorneys filed this really broad sweeping lawsuit against DHHR and Governor Justice about the failing what they said was a failing foster care system I read like all 300 pages of the lawsuit and was just so shocked by the allegations and so that kind of started me now four years into reporting on the child welfare system.
1: Let's let's talk about give us a little pricey if you will of what what the problems are in the foster care system i mean what kind of what are the problems how are they manifesting themselves paint a picture for us
6: Sure. So there are more than 6,000 kids in foster care, but those are just the kids that are registered with the state. We know that there are plenty of grandparents raising kids who don't register with the state. But for those in state custody, the system is very overwhelmed. Um, In the last about 10 to 12 years, there's been a 57 percent increase in kids in the system. Um, A lot of that DHHR leaders attribute to the drug epidemic. Um, Poverty is also a part of that picture as well. Um, And because we are, um, you know, a state with a declining population, we're an elderly state, we're an impoverished state, as you can imagine, it presents a lot of challenges in caring for these kids. And one of the big issues is that we don't have enough foster families to take children, particularly older children, Um, and so those children end up regularly out of state in group homes and institutions that aren't really where they need to be. They would be much better served in a family. We've also had long-standing issues with CPS staffing. It's getting better, but it's certainly not fixed. And um, there's also, in this lawsuit particularly, a lot of allegations about there's just a lack of documentation and following up on kids. And so kids get lost in the system without any plan for finding them a permanent adoptive home.
1: Some of that is probably a, simply a result of numbers, right? The number of people in the system compared to the number of people working the system you know, CPS workers and so on, it's just so disproportionate, it's hard to keep track of things?
6: Um, Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that that's certainly part of the issue. I mean, we have CPS workers. We heard just a couple weeks ago in the Eastern Panhandle, a judge testified Mm -hmm. before the legislature that we have CPS workers with over 100 cases. The typical recommended average is 30. So that, you know, leads to issues. But also, you know, based on this lawsuit and talking with lawmakers, DHHR is maybe not make, doesn't have the internal structure to keep up with these kids. And I think lawmakers are feeling frustrated that they're maybe not addressing some of those internal problems that lead to, you know, documents missing or not really knowing where kids are coming and going is the allegations I've heard.
1: State lawmakers have held several hearings on this. They've heard a lot of testimony about this. And they've actually taken some action to try to make some fixes in the system, have they not?
6: Yes, they have. I mean, sorry, my dog is barking in the background. Yes, they have. They've passed several bills in the last few years aimed at addressing the problem, including trying to allocate CPS workers better. The governor backed a pay raise for CPS workers as well. Um, They've raised payments for foster parents, but there have been bills that haven't made it. So yes, they've done quite a bit to focus on it. But on the other hand, there is frustration from lawmakers who have, Put up bills that they think would help the system that don't get off the ground. And I think this past session, particularly, there was one bill that was made, that was um, drafted by two lawmakers who are Republicans and foster parents themselves, that was aimed at increasing transparency. And it really didn't go anywhere. And the reason I heard was because, well, we're splitting DHHR. So let's deal with that first. And then we'll start working on these other problems later. But now what we're seeing, because of kind of the cps issues that have come up in the last couple months i'm not sure if you've talked about those on your show but what we're seeing is now lawmakers are realizing like okay we can't really wait until dhhr is split to start dealing with these issues
1: well these are issues that directly affect not just people but children um and 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 some they're in serious crisis so uh, it is not something you can say well we'll get to it you know let's do let's get the let's get the system in place then we'll deal with the problems you got to deal with the crises when they're when they're there yeah, absolutely. I don't know if this ties in because I don't know if they were foster parents or not. The story in Sissonville, the parents who had the kids in the shed in the back and all that sort of stuff, that's a horrible story mm-hmm. that, that calls attention to how some kids were being handled. Again, I don't remember if those were foster parents or not. I can't remember that whether that's a foster-
6: yeah so they were not foster parents they they had adopted the children out of state is what we've learned but that has added to the transparency concerns about cps because dhhr is not um, fulfilling records requests or responding to lawmakers requests for documentation that cps actually went out and checked on the kids because neighbors said they started calling cps about four months before they found the kids um, in the shed
1: yeah now there is this lawsuit pending is it one or a couple but there is at least one lawsuit that is pending on this issue we are once again i said we talked to brad mackling last hour about the southern regional jail lawsuit where uh, allegations were that many emails and other documents were missing there is some there are emails missing in this case as well right
6: yeah, so this lawsuit that I referenced when we first started talking, um, filed in twenty nineteen, it's still going on. It had a it's it's had some back and forth in the courts, but it took a major push forward this year when it got certified as a class action because it's brought on behalf of children. Um and this uh earlier this month, well last week actually, the lawyers uh behind the lawsuit they say that DHHR told them they destroyed emails from seven former agency officials and that that revelation struggled years, or I'm sorry, that revelation followed years of a struggle for documents. So now we've got another massive lawsuit against the state agency where the state is saying that, or the state is saying they don't have the emails and that they were unintentionally destroyed.
1: Well, hang on, because apparently, at least based on what happened in the Southern Regional Jail lawsuit, they may find him in the corner of a room somewhere.
6: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I am uh, I'm I'm working on a story about that today, actually. I am interested in that. I mean, I was, you know, surprised to see that news come out last night following Brad's story and wondering how this may trickle down to foster care.
1: Well, let me ask you another question that may tie these two together. Uh, In the um, Southern Regional Jail case, the governor has really basically said, I know nothing, uh, pulled the Hogan's hero kind of thing. I know nothing. In fact, he said, literally, um, well, they can depose me, but I, I have nothing to say. I don't know anything about this. I'm a total waste of time if you depose me on this. <laughs> what has the governor had to say on the foster care situation?
6: Um, nothing. Oh. I... I tried to, I'm sure Brad has talked about this on your show, we don't have in-person press conferences. I've tried to attend two different virtual conferences and haven't been able to ask my question. I emailed the governor's office before I did a story over the weekend about the governor and foster care and didn't receive any response. So in the past, he has, you know, had some uh, focus on foster care. Like I said earlier, he did raises for CPS workers. Um, He's done some other funding initiatives, but in the last few months, particularly the last couple of weeks that have had a lot of negativity around the system, he has not commented on it. The only comment was from his chief of staff who said emails were intentionally deleted. That's
1: it. And that's all that we know, so we don't know who, what, when, where, why, how. Um, the governor has not to yeah. comment himself on this, and I'm only yeah. half joking, and we don't know if they too will somehow suddenly show up again
6: yeah I don't know. it we'll see what happens uh, in the next couple of days. but I think the difference is and maybe and who knows what's to happen but with the jail situation, you know the revelation of these missing documents followed a judge mm-hmm. saying, I believe these were intentionally destroyed. And we don't have that same thing with the foster care lawsuit. So we'll just have to wait and see if a judge, you know, gets involved in that.
1: Well, where is the lawsuit uh, legally? Still doing depositions? Still gathering uh, documentation and yeah. so on? or what, where, where does it stand legally?
6: Yeah, so they're just still gathering evidence. And in response to – so the attorneys behind the lawsuit sought sanctions on PHHR last week because of this destroyed evidence. And DHHR responded, like, we've committed to giving hundreds and hundreds of documents. We just don't have these things that were deleted. So it's been a very long four years of trying to gather evidence. And the lawyers have told me that a big holdup is everything they ask for takes forever to receive, which matches what lawmakers and foster parents and people say, that they just cannot get the documentation that they need about the children that they're trying to help.
1: While I uh, agree, uh, I think we talked about this a few minutes ago. You can't wait for the complete reorganization of DHHR into its separate entities to deal with the crisis of the foster care system itself. Um, I would like. To, I'm curious because you follow this very closely. Does the reorganization of DHHR have the potential to lead to better a better system? Do you think?
6: Also. Um, I struggle. I don't want to always give my opinions as a reporter, but I think. I yeah, but you you, you lawmakers- follow this pretty
1: closely. I mean, you, yeah, you have a lot of information I, yeah, about yeah. this.
6: I think lawmakers' idea that it will increase transparency is probably true. I will say I was surprised uh, during a couple of interims ago to learn how many top level positions they've added. Um, I don't, you know, top level positions don't always add to transparency. So I think yes, it could help. It breaks apart these, you know, it separates foster care out of the the bureau that's also handling COVID, right? And so in theory, yes, I see there could be positivity. But I think adding several bureaucrats may not help with the transparency. It really has to be an an, an, an internal shift to transparency, from my point of view as a reporter who covers this agency.
1: Well, Amelia, I assume you'll continue to try to figure out, uh, try to get some response from the governor on this, um, and uh, we'll continue, yes. continue to follow the story as well. And we'll probably touch base with you again as it goes on. Uh, again, I just see a lot of parallels to the Southern Jail story and this story. They're just, yeah. they're two giant stories with big issues behind them, both with lawsuits involved, both with missing material, mm-hmm. um, uh, and both of which the governor is just kind of disavowing a lot of um, of involvement. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Amelia, we keep watching for you in West Virginia Watch. I encourage people to check out WestVirginiaWatch.com. Uh, a great site. Uh, lots of, uh, I always say, what I like about it is it, it's not just the daily news, it's the in-depth news and behind-the-scenes stuff. And, again, you do a lot of reporting on several things, but in particular on the foster care system. And I appreciate the work you do, and I appreciate Thanks. you being with me today.
6: Yes, thank you. I look forward to talking to you again.
1: We'll do it again. Thanks a lot. Amelia Nicely from West Virginia Watch here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is a dozen till the hour here as we head over to Bob Westfall coming up next.
7: Get 11% off everything now at Menards.
1: Mastercraft makes
0: great doors inside and out, building the highest quality doors in a wide variety of styles. Shop the best in-stock selection of doors or design your door your way in-store or online at Menards.com. Get 11% off on an energy-efficient steel door only at Menards. Now through November 5th, savings a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
7: Save big money.
1: Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters
2: Local 83 at 304-233-4445.
0: Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news from the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley. The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's, only on The Watchdog. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
1: Life down in a notebook. Songs about you and me. I've been to every soul I'm wearing down. This has been a busy nine o'clock hour, you know. A busy actually, the whole show's been kind of busy. Brad Work, Mack, work, work. Yeah, I, I like that little break where we can talk about, you know, Pepsi and hot dogs or something. Went to Generations for lunch yesterday. Guess what I had? Did you have the Pete Rose? I did not. I had the West Virginia dog, slaw and uh, yellow mustard and some chili on the hot dog. And I debated, as always, do I have one or two? And I ended up with having
2: two. Two,
1: of course. Why so m-
2: the meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and is <laughs> it peas? It did not come into play. It <laughs> did
1: not come into play. had a good soup, though. had a good soup. I had, I'm had. i really enjoying this. Um, this is the second time recently. All three of my boys and I went out for lunch yesterday. Jason, Justin, Jonathan, and I, we all went out to lunch. And so it was the Monroe men together out of Generations. We had a really good time. Um, Jason decided to go to the slaw dogs as well. So we had, he had the two hot dogs. The boys didn't listen to their dad, all right? All the boys said, well, the chili, is that chili? I said, the chili is great. Chili's terrific. The chili of Generations is great. It is an award-winning chili. So uh, get it. And uh, the waitress said, well, you know, do you boys want a cup or a bowl? And I said, I said, kids, believe me, I know what I'm talking about. You want a cup because you both you're all getting all three of you are getting a big meal. You're getting lots of food. You're getting appetizers. Generally, we have a dessert. You want a cup, just a cup. No, 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 no. They weren't going to listen to dad. No, 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 no. No, we'll have it. We'll have a we'll have a bowl of chili. Well, the bowl came out. Now they've already had appetizers. They had pierogies and wings. Then we had—they had, uh, they had um, a bowl of chili. Then uh, two hot dogs. The other boys had other things, um, and, and then even Jason, who's a big eater, kind of follows in Dad's footsteps. Even he said, "Dad, I think it might have been too much." I told you to get the cup. I told you you didn't need the bowl of chili, but it, it was—I enjoyed it because it's really nice to get together with all three of the boys. You know, we had a good time. And it was I appreciate them allowing Dad to hang out with them. You know? Yeah,
2: but you like being a big shot, too. You like coming in there and saying, that's my personal table right over there, boys, right over here.
1: Well, that's true. <laughs> that, 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 is, uh, that is true. I done, did stun them, though, because I walked in and they said, no. you know, usual two. I said, no, I got four. I was like, whoa, Four. You mean you have more than one other friend? <laughs> oh, these are my boys. Yeah, they're my boys. They they have to. Dad says come, they got to come. <laughs> Seven until the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, Anyways, let's go over to uh, TV7, WTF TV, and Brad McElenny. Good morning, Brad.
2: That's Bob Westhoff.
1: What did I say? Bob <laughs> Slider. Did, what did, is wrong did with did you? you did she
2: put moonshine in your coffee that he brought you?
1: Man, I said today yeah. was uh, Friday. Start I Start just... talking about food and oh, you lose your mind. Oh, man, man. Well, Brad, how are you? <laughs> Bob, good morning. Man, I am sorry about that, pal. Hey, what That's if okay. anything? What if okay. anything can you tell me about the fire on Sixteenth Street? Still fighting it? The street's still closed? What do you know?
5: Well, Roger, what's going on is Sixteenth um, is still closed. Um, apparently, about four, 5, about five a.m. this morning. Um, the, for what's see, I'm looking at the press release right now. 148-16th. fully involved. Uh, spread to the, the building next door. Uh, both were vacant, unoccupied. But right now, the 16th is shut down because they are going to do an emergency demolition.
1: Oh, so it's that bad? That bad of a uh, the building is structurally damaged that much?
5: Structurally damaged that much. They're going to do an emergency demolition, and it is taking place right now. Um, So we've been covering that all morning. Taylor was out this morning uh, with that. So we'll have an update at noon, and then have more on uh, what's going on. But right now. 16th Street is
1: closed. All right. For the average citizen, that's the important thing to know. 16th Street closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is
5: closed. It is closed out on Route 2. You know, the off-ramp right. to 16th, so yeah. that okay. is closed. So you're going to end up going down to 26th Street exit things like that and coming back if you need to be in this area.
1: ALL RIGHT AND uh, IT'S COMPLICATED BY uh, THE FACT THAT uh, MARKET STREET IS NOW A KEY FOCUS OF ALL THE WORK GOING ON DOWNTOWN AS WELL AND uh, Mm -hmm. THE the CORNER OF 12th AND MARKET IS A MESS THESE DAYS BECAUSE OF THOSE GIANT PITS THEY'VE GOT THERE THEY'RE DOING SOME WORK THERE I'LL BE Mm -hmm. SO GLAD WHEN ALL OF THIS IS OVER AND DONE WITH BECAUSE IT'S IT'S TOUGH GETTING AROUND OUR TOWN ANYMORE Um, SO IMPORTANT TO POINT THAT OUT AGAIN 16th STREET STILL CLOSED THE FIRE THE FIRE IS UNDER CONTROL BUT THEY'RE GOING TO APPARENTLY TEAR THE BUILDING DOWN Uh, WHAT ELSE IS GOING ON Uh, BOB YOU WANT TO TELL us about?
5: Some of the other things we're working on today are, uh, let's see, um, I'm going to do a little bit of a preview with Christ, uh, Christmas with Stars with uh, Chris August. Um, we're going to do a preview of that today. Uh, big news in and the Fermanti Brothers is finally opening. I'm sure everybody up there is excited about that, so we'll have that. Um, I'm going to do a preview piece. And we're going to talk about the Affordable Care Act uh, health care um the uh, enrollment period is coming up. Uh, we just want to get the people out there to know what is happening when it comes to that. So we'll have that today. i going to follow up on a couple other things dealing with the mid-cap trial in Marshall County. Uh, I believe it is on hiatus, but we're going to double-check on that. And those are some of the things we're working on today.
1: All right. People can check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5, 30, the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com. And uh, put Channel 7 in your pocket with the Storm Tracker 7 app and the news app. Set push notifications. That way, when something happens, you'll find out about it. Uh, maybe in particular today, you want to be aware of, uh, well, two things, I guess. With Storm Tracker 7, uh, you know, watching the weather is becoming important. We had a really frosty morning this morning. You have to make yep. sure that everything is under control. So check your Storm Tracker app frequently. And of course, with the uh, fire on 16th Street, this street being closed, I'm sure you'll have whatever news develops there uh, will be on uh, the. Uh, WTF-TV7 News app and website as well. So check that out. Uh, yep. All right, Bob, sounds good. Appreciate it. We've been, uh, or I mean, uh, Brad, thanks for joining us this morning. <laughs> Any, anytime, Roger. <laughs> we'll, See you, Bernie. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, thanks a bye, lot. guys. All right, bye.
2: Man, what it, <laughs> seriously. Hey, Howard, it's one thing to get the day wrong. We all do that. But how in the hell did you say let's go to Brad McElhaney? It's uh it's 10 till 10. Hour. And we talked to Bob Westfall every single day at this time. Yeah.
1: I I told you this has been a busy hour. You know, we had Shane and, and Jim in here, and then we had Amelia here, and last hour we had Brad and I just
2: uh, and then Bob. Bob,
1: I got him right, right?
2: You did, yes, Bob Westfall, Bob our friend, West, uh, who calls us Four times every, a week. Every
1: single day we're here. He's here with us, except for Wednesdays. All right. Um, now, coming up today at noon, it'll be uh, Donnie Gilbert. No. no, it won't be Donnie.
2: It's going to be the Pine Room Boys. The Donnie from Gilbert 12 radio 3.
1: show featuring the Pine Room Boys. Yeah,
2: they're, they're going to cover for Donnie, and then uh, Bear and I, I think Mr. Wright is coming in. or We're going to get a group tomorrow, a little bit of good old boys. We're going to be filling in for those guys here in the studio tomorrow.
1: So today, it's Pine Room Boys for Donnie Gilbert. Tomorrow, it's Bob Slider and Company for... The uh, Pine Room Boys. You got it. Do want to point out that uh, because of the slight rearrangement of everything, the Pine Room Boys live broadcast from Gumby's will not be held tomorrow. There will be an additional one next week, however. I'm not sure where it'll be, but there will be one. Uh, so the the plans for uh, the live Pine Room Boys broadcast from Gumby's, which we've done all season long, courtesy of Gumby's and our friends at Joe's
2: Gentleman's Club. Not tomorrow. We might have caught a break. Did you see the weather? They said it was going to be windy as hell. So yeah. those guys, might you might not be able to uh, understood you anything. Sure you and uh, you and Bear
1: and Mr. Wright don't want to go out? Nah, and, uh, I think we're going to stay indoors, Howard. They'll be here in the studio. So check all of that out. So we've got a lot of stuff uh, going on. And of course, tomorrow night. Final night for football here in the Ohio Valley, too. Football uh, Friday, Yeah, night. yeah.
2: That's well, it for the regular season. Let's hope Wheeling Central, with a win tonight. or Jesus, now I'm Howard. Yeah, well, with a a's win as tomorrow night. Wheeling Central gets into the playoffs, and we won't be done yet then, Howard.
1: I'm glad you got that right, Donnie.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Bernie. <laughs> All right.
1: Lord help us. All right. Time for you to say Sign. I see you, bye-bye, farewell. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Kirchhoff's got the comm coming up next. Bob and I back tomorrow morning, I hope, at 7 o'clock. Unless I think it's Saturday and forget to get up here on the Watchdog Morning Show.
0: AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville
1: from ABC News.